0: Or the start of the next one, who knows. But either way, it's 10am, let's have a video. (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me guys. Welcome to another episode of Altered Universe, Everyday Heroes. The series that covers the more in-depth detailed conversations. Today, one of our favorite topics to go over is mental health. But we don't have just one topic, we have four. Today is another mental health roundtable. So let's jump in. First topic up is one that we've gone over, but it's one that it's important to talk about. The truth about mental illness, or the mental health crisis, whatever you wanna call it. So this article from the crisisprevention.com website, the Crisis Prevention Institute, Wrote an article in 2017 about the truth, or titled The Truth About Mental Illness. They basically wanted to let people know how important it is to realize how normal this is. Uh, One in five Americans and Canadians are affected by mental health conditions every year, and almost everyone is affected via their family, friends, colleagues, or other. Worldwide, mental health issues affect one in four people at some time in their lives. This accounts for some 450 million people around the world. So that was the uh, research they wrote down to, and uh, started out with. You know, guys, it's it's important to know. This is something that happens, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, emotional. There are always problems going on around the world. So always, if you're going to assume anything, always assume that somebody might need some support or some help. Never assume everything's okay. Never assume everything will always be fully okay. What you can say is, let's. Um, you know, clap for the times or let's, you know, hooray for the days where you are having a good day. That's what you focus on. We don't focus on the fact that it's an ongoing and a a regular thing. We focus on when something good happens, we go, yes, that's cool. Let's talk about that today. But it is important, whether it's mental health month, it really should be mental health year, you know, every year. But no matter what time of the year it is, it's important to talk about it. So they went into some examples, uh, which we're going to skip for now because that's just more of a, just one example. Um, one of the major things they wanted to write down was those who live with mental illness are more likely to be victims rather than the perpetrators. Unfortunately, due to TV, movies, books, whatever it is, mental illness has been drawn in such a bad way. That it's one reason why people are afraid to talk about it. Um, It's, it's, you know, it's uncomfortable to talk about, but just know that even though somebody might have some sort of difficulty or some sort of difference, it really doesn't make them any different than anybody else. All it means is they just do things a little bit different than you do. We all get to the same conclusion. We all get to the same responsibility. It just means that I go about solving my problem differently than the person next to me does. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no issue with that necessarily. It just means, Hey, one plus one is two. You figured it out mathematically. I mean, I guess I figured that mathematically too. But you know, I figured it out more creatively, so to speak. Um, so there's so not only do you have to know that it's uh, that everybody has something at some point, but that those who do, they really need more support and help than they do the stigma that is running around. Now, the other thing they brought up was the importance of you know, awareness, whether it's at home, but also very importantly, with businesses as well. Um, They say to do some of the following things, explore assumptions and beliefs about mental illness, talk about what people think mental illness, mental difficulties are, what it means. Um, Describe... um, you know your de- your business's definition or the owner's definition of mental illness and related terminology. Discuss the realities and the myths about it. Um, intervene in problem situations and refer individuals who may be experiencing to appropriate resources. Now that doesn't mean you pull them out. You do it in front of people. You go, "Hey, you got a thing." No, what you do, especially as a business, is you is you if you notice something, just as you're going through, say, "Hey." Um, if you need something, let me know. I can help, you know, whatever. You do it in a way that's friendly and re- respectable and do it as if you were just a friend of each other. But again, same thing goes for home. We at home here, we talk about terminology. We talk about the feelings. We talk about changes in mood. We find out what works, we find out what doesn't. A lot of times we find out that what works on a Monday doesn't work on a Friday. Why? Who knows? But that just means we play around and we role play with some other ideas to see. You will come up with ways to make it work for you, but that's the thing, guys. It's for the individual. There's no one way to get it done. Excuse me. There's no one way to get it done. Health. Health in general is something that that works for everybody. Even when it comes to physical, emotional, everything works differently in certain people. Um, so, really, the point of that right there was just, oh, excuse me. Um, oh, excuse me, sorry guys. Um, talk, listen, and respect. The more you discuss, the more you will find ways to help. Excuse me. Oh, oh excuse me the more you will find ways to help. All right, next one up here. This is from CNBC. And this author wrote an article, Five Things Mentally Strong People Do to Achieve Success. So keep in mind, this is from the uh, point of of business people, of technology, but this can be used in ways to um, teach or regulate yourself. Number one, is actually regulating your emotions. <clears throat> they write, everybody experiences conflict and setbacks, personally and professionally. But rather than letting your emotions fly off the handle, the author says mentally strong people know how to regulate their feelings so that they can they don't do or say anything that will cost them in the long run. So what does this mean for personal? Well, for me, I used to be very uh, sporadic and literal, and if something got me, <sighs> excuse me. It's a mixture of emotion and also just learning to breathe between my words. But um, I would just fly, I would just get angry and fly off the handle. What I learn now is that if somebody says something or if I hear something that might come off as kind of weird to my brain, I take a quick breath, I think, and if I'm still a little confused, I say, you know, Hey, can you explain, or what does that mean? Or can you, can you give me more detail that way you don't necessarily have to agree personally, but that way, if you think and you listen and you act, because again, as much as it's important for the person who's living with the person with mental illness, the person with mental illness also needs to learn to talk or I'm sorry, to listen and to think and to respect as well. So while it works great in business, cause you don't want to, you know, lose a job or a promotion over it, it works very well with personal because it gives you a minute to breathe and go, okay, where is that coming from? Where is this going? Oh, I get it. Or hmm, I still don't understand. Then you can go back and say, can you, can you explain more? Can you give me more detail? And then you have a conversation. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> then you have a conversation. Um, number two, take positive action. Instead of letting a bad moment deter you from moving forward, uh, mentally strong people know how to turn negative into positive in order to move ahead. So again, in business, that's what you would do to make sure that you continue doing the job you're supposed to do. But in, in real life as well, to me, I'm still learning how to do it because on days, there are days where it just, I, I don't like certain days of the week. I don't like certain times of the day. And it's very hard, but what I push myself to try to do and what my wife helps me do is we reroute my negativity to something fun, whether it's laughing at what we're watching on TV, whether it's playing cards, whether it's going to the other room to play some video games, whatever it is, you twist your negative into a positive. Again, guys, this is not saying that these are easy to do and it's just going to but these are things to learn and to practice. And if, obviously, if you're here, we're always here to help and to you know discuss. But you twist the bad into the good. Number three, regulating your thoughts. So just like your emotions, you don't want to have the bad thoughts. You don't want to have the negative thoughts. And in business, it's bad. But in personal, it's even worse because I have those a lot. I have very bad thoughts all the time. It's important to again, just like rerouting the negative to the positive, rerouting the bad thoughts to the good. So if you are having, you know, something, um, get up, you know, get up from the from the area, go to another room, um, you know, go hug your spouse, go pick up a book, go pet your dog, your cat, whatever. Rewrite, reroute the negative thought to a positive. Again, doesn't fix the problem, doesn't solve. We're not saying that, but for the five minutes that we are. Rerouting, you are feeling a little bit better. And, you know, again, hard to do, I know, not always reliable, not always working, but if you can reroute it for just even three minutes, let's say, two minutes is fine. If you can reroute it just for a couple minutes, do that. (coughs) 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 Excuse me. Just do that. All right, number four, identify uh, their worst habit. So This one's also hard too. Um, for me, you know, speaking badly of myself, um, sometimes lack of motivation, those are two of the big ones, and of course the, the negative intrusive thoughts. Look at what your bad habits would be. Maybe focus on teaching yourself how to reroute it. Uh, the example they give is junk food. That's obviously a bad habit. I've been actually fixing that a lot. Instead of reaching for the chips and the cookies, I'll grab a fig bar or some string cheese or an apple juice something instead to fill me up for a few minutes, but it's not necessarily bad. Do I still have some dessert stuff? Of course. But when you don't need to or you don't have to, grab something else. So this is one of those things. And I, I do these wellness calendars every month with my wife. And a lot of them are, you know, uh, you know get up and move, uh, do an exercise, do whatever. But a lot of them are, you know, practice a good habit. Uh, practice, um, you know, don't for, for an entire hour in a day, you know, don't be on your phone or something like that. Um but reroute again. This is all about rerouting, guys. Practice doing something again. Not going to happen overnight. But if just to start off, if you want to make it easy, write down what your worst habit is. You know, put on a piece of paper and look at it. Put it on your desk, put it on your wall, whatever. And look at it and go, okay, what can I do to maybe start doing that? And just start small. Just be like, okay, let's say it's the junk food thing. Um let's say, you know, if seeing it in the house is too much, Let's get rid of some of the junk food. You don't have to get rid of all of it. Maybe you have three bags of chips. How about you donate two of them to your neighbor or to a food pantry and just keep one. That way you don't have so much of it there. You obviously want to practice with having the thing so you can have what you want in the house or around you. But get rid of some of it. Maybe do that. If it's the phone thing, you know. What I do when I'm at work, I put my phone downstairs. I come up here, no phone in my work zone, just my computer to practice not having to be, you know, on it all the time. So there's that. The last one here, practice gratitude. Gratitude is something that we always talk about here. The more you can love someone else, the easier and more understandable it will be to love you. Whether it's saying, you know, telling somebody you love them, whether it's giving somebody a hug, whether it's just, um, oh, excuse me. Oh, Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Whether it's just, excuse me, whether it's just saying, "Hey, how's it going?" Show somebody some gratitude, and it'll make you feel better. So those are five things that mentally strong people do. That if you do them, it may help you out a little bit. You never know. All right. Next up, with the good comes the bad. We have five signs of depression that you shouldn't ignore if they're happening. Now the first two go to, go together. Difficulty getting out of bed and sleeping habits. Um, obviously, they always say, um, you know, go into bed at a good time, get up at a good you know, moment. Obviously, that doesn't always happen. Um, if you're finding extra tired, if you're finding, you know, sleep issues, it could be just general thing. I mean, um, I know a lot of people that you generally have sleep problems, but if you're noticing that it's really getting to you. Mentally, and it's killing you or it's hurting you. That's when you want to talk to talk to your professional and say, "Okay, sometimes I have a problem, but this just this just feels oh excuse me, this just feels weird." All right, next up, changes in appetite. Again, if you're not eating that you're if you're not eating the way you usually eat, if you're not eating the way you're supposed to, could be a sign of different things. Highly likely. When it comes to mental health, sign of some sort of depression as well. Number four, persistent irritability or mood swings. And the number five goes with that difficulty experiencing joy or connectivity. Again, if you're overly angry, overly sad, overly happy, and you're having that problem of really enjoying your time, that's a thing too. Now, keep in mind, we're not here to diagnose and to say anything. We're not professionals. You have to go to your professional for that. But from personal experience and from family experience, there are ways to know when something feels off. And if it feels way, way different than usual, whether it ends up being physical, mental, emotional, that's when you want to go into your um, um, professional, whether it's a doctor, therapist, whatever, and talk to them and say, hey, something feels a little off. You know, can we can we have a chat? and they will you're, you, they will do that. You are good. All right. Wrap this up really quick. Does mental illness run the family? So I know for a fact that my dad has um, ADD or ADHD as I do. My mom has uh, slight depression. I believe one of my aunts does as well. On this article here, rethink.org, uh, they wrote a quick article about whether it does. So the overview. Let's just do the bullet points. Research has suggested that mental illness can run in families. This is not super new news, but it is more taken seriously recently than it would have been back in the day. Um, it's just it, genetics show many things, and it makes perfect sense that genetically this would be a thing. We do not fully understand what causes mental illness or why it, why it can be passed on to family members. Again, just like other things, physical or emotional. It happens. Scientists don't always know why, but it does. Mental illness may be passed on for different reasons, not just genetics. Having a family member with a mental illness doesn't mean that you or someone else will have it. And lastly, the bullet point, there are things you can do to look after mental health if you're worried about mental illness running in your family. So I'm not going to go through the article because it is a little long. But really, the point of that their article here is that it can or cannot happen. Just because someone has it doesn't mean you will, but there is high chances that it does. For me, that's how it worked out. However, a lot of the things I do are not necessarily similar to what they are, or if it is something they have, they no longer have it, or they're able to uh, handle it much better. That being said, it's not a, a, a horrible thing. You know, it's like, oh my God, is this is going to happen. No, it's, it, it probably won't, but. Many a times it does, and that's really the only point. If you know that that's where it came from, you know, hey, you're, you're already there, you got it. It's, I'm on my own now, so I'm living in my ho- house with my wife, but I live near my parents. Um, I don't remember what it was being in the house with them, but they do say that when you're in the household full of them, you can see the different things going on and off. Now, I was younger, this is one of those things I love to go back and figure out what I was thinking, but. I can see how being in the household, maybe as an adult with your parents, could definitely trigger or cause one or two other things, but it doesn't always mean it will. So it's just one of those situations where it's a concern people have because they go, well, my grandparents, my parents, my uncles, my siblings, my whatever have it, am I going to too, or too as well? And you know, it's not necessarily something to concern yourself with. If you have a mental difficulty, you just want to deal with making yourself feel better. That's really all you want to deal with. If it turns out it was from them for some reason, you find out, whatever. Um, but really, the point is, is that if you're going to do anything, possibly take advantage of maybe other things they do. Now, keep in mind, different decades, different learning styles, different upbringings. What they did is not going to work for me, vice versa. But it's always fun, or not fun. It's always good to say, hey. Um, I know you did this when you were my age. You know what happened there, what went on, or maybe it didn't. Who knows? So talk. If you're going to learn anything from today's roundtable, talk, listen, respect. Talk to your loved ones about it, vice or both ways. Listen to each other, both ways, and respect each other, both ways. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you love this stuff, please subscribe to YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Oh, excuse me. Oh. Sorry, Twitter. And as always, we'll be back tomorrow for another video.